So Gamers Nexus released a video. It's caused a bit of a stir. After one day, it's sitting at 2.7 million views. Overwhelmingly positive reception. 254,000 likes to 4.3 thousand dislikes. 99% like ratio kind of thing. The title of the video is called The Problem with Linus Tech Tips, Accuracy, Ethics, and Responsibility. If you're in this space at all, you've probably already seen this video, but in large part, it talks about how Linus Tech Tips has over the years become so committed to releasing more and more and more and more and more videos that their standards of quality have dropped significantly. To the degree that just with a casual perusing of their content, you can see obvious errors that have happened where they've said the wrong thing and had to fix it in post like many, many times, uh, even just over the last year or things they've missed themselves. They haven't fixed them at all uh, or they fixed them way late after the video has already been seen by potentially millions of people. One major point in the video is talking about Linus's and his team's interactions with a particular company in regards to their, what is it like a, a, a water block or something for a, a particular GPU? And they effectively used it on the wrong device and they just kept doubling down on that even though they didn't use it as it was specified. And the justifications given were not very good, which was like, hey, if we did it correctly, it would cost us a lot of money. Obviously, this is a very broad, imperfect summary. I highly recommend watching this 45 minute video. On the Linus Tech Tips forum, Linus released a post, a very long post. He's just like me, writes a lot. And it didn't really do much to quell people's anger. People felt the excuses within it, the, the justifications, the, the thought process behind uh, many of the, why these errors happened. This has not put many people on Linus' side, is what I'm saying. You can read that if you want. Gamers Nexus has fired back in a video talking about Linus's response, where they talk for 12 minutes, basically saying this is all nonsense. Either things that Linus says are directly untrue and provably untrue, or that it doesn't justify why these errors are occurring. My whole take on it is I do think Linus is in the wrong. There was already a point 10 days ago where Linus did talk about some of these issues because some of this conversation about errors did come up like 10 days prior due to some other issue where someone who works at Linus Tech Tips said something incorrect and it caused a bit of a stir. Okay, so ultimately what this boils down to is Linus has like 120 people working for him now and continues to try and expand and do more and more and more. And as he's moved away from being just mainly entertainment content and is trying to be taken more seriously in the space of high grade testing of hardware devices, his editorial standards may not be up to snuff to really be ethical in that space. If you're making an entertainment video, and you get something slightly wrong, it's like, oh, who cares? But if you're presenting yourself as a person who's a legitimate source of information about technology, and that you've got, you can say, oh, we've got all the best people working on this, you can trust us, these kind of errors become more problematic. Like, they've always done hardware testing and reviewing, but they've, they're doing more to move into that space. I think a lot of what Linus's defenses ultimately boil down to is that he expected that Hardware Unboxed, who was also mentioned before, and Gamers Nexus and all these people shitting on, on him right now, would have more trust in him and would have given him the benefit of the doubt, assuming or just talked to him and accepted what he said in the past, that they are somewhat moving into uncharted territory and expanding rapidly. And so there's going to be errors. He has the best of intentions. And what small hiccups are occurring right now are temporary things as they sort out their processes. I'm not sure how true that really is, but I think that's in a large part what he's trying to get at to defend himself. Where it's like, we're a big company, uncharted territory. We're going to make mistakes. I'm doing my best to prevent those. But I think the counter argument to that is I, people don't think he's doing enough. That they're willing to leave up videos that have incorrect information in them 
because they don't want to, they don't want to hamper the video's growth. They're, they're forcing themselves to release a, a video every day on, on multiple channels. Um, when even people at the company are like, hey, can we just slow down and like take more care in these videos rather than just throwing them out as quickly as possible? Even highlighting like the interactions with me, for example, where on the WAN show, they were willing to talk about my video despite not having seen it. The content must flow. So even though like anyone with half a brain could be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Not only is that disrespectful, but you're going to increase the possibility of you misleading your audience. They're like, well, the content just has to flow. But this is when the episode starts. We just didn't have time. So we would just go along ahead despite that. But honestly, I never think Linus and Luke or the whole team there have bad intentions here. It just comes down to what I wanted to talk about, where as you grow as a creator and you try to take on more people to help you, it will always just leave more opportunities for things to fall through the cracks and mistakes to happen. Your ability to personally quality control will always be lessened over time as you take on more people. I want to talk about my own experiences with doing this because when I first started on YouTube, I did everything myself. Every bit of editing, every bit of recording, the thumbnail, title, all that jazz. Then when I took on more people to help me, every single edit of every single video, I personally watched in Adobe Premiere from start to finish. And I would modify endless different things. Any small error, I'd be fixing that immediately. I'd be putting text in. I'd be adding my own jokes, adding my own flair to things. But over time, as people who, were, who edited for me, became better at doing exactly what I wanted them to do. Um, they became better editors, I became a better editor. And it would eventually reach the point where I would spend like five hours going through an entire video and maybe catch like an error here or there, like one or two, because a, a second set of eyes will always be better on a project. I'd improve the video, but marginally, like the video would be like one or 2% better for six hours of my time. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, this is not worth anymore. Th this, is, this is just dumb. So these days, there are videos that go on my main channel that I've not seen before. It's not common, but it happens. Usually what ends up happening is that like, I'll, I'll cause I still render all the videos on my end. So I do catch errors sometimes, especially cause I we usually watch the intro and outro. And during the rendering, I, I can see the timeline and see if there's particular issues, but it will still happen that sometimes it goes on the channel. I have not seen it. Often what will then happen is like, I'll, I'll like watch it like three times speed or something while on the channel. But what I'm saying is, I'm obviously not taking the same care and consideration that I once upon a time had with these videos because I now trust my editors to do things to a, to a, to a quality that I can accept as similar enough to my own or maybe even better than my own. So I shouldn't have, to, I, I don't feel necessary to do that anymore. Not with everyone, but some videos. To be clear, I do still edit a lot of the videos myself. I edit every day. I have editors that help me, but I'm also an editor myself. But in my case, if there's an error, in a GTA 5 speedrunning video, who cares, right? It will be a stray frame that's not gonna impact anyone's life. At worst, it will reflect upon me poorly. And you know, it, it might make the quality of the content slightly worse. That's not gonna impact people's lives. But in cases where you're making informational content, informing people about products, if you do a small error, it can impact the company's success who made the product. It can impact the, the viewers in terms of their purchasing decisions. They could buy something they don't actually want or, or need or whatever. Um, you can end up giving people a product that's actually faulty and that can have impacts on people's lives. So like I'm already somewhat uncomfortable with the, the lack of absolute control that I have over everything that's on my channel. And that's in a space where I have very limited ability to impact other people's lives. So looking at Linus, where he personally could not ever review every single video on the channel, like it's, it's just gonna get put him into situations where yeah, many errors will happen. And if you don't have the right people looking at it with the right skills, with the right attention detail, if, if they don't have time to go over it, then even more errors will occur. There's a statement I said here, 
Creators are wrong all the time. Few are impacted by it. Sadly, more content that is less accurate is more valuable than less content that is more accurate. Few notice errors or skip details and leave, but even these are replaced by the greater exposure from more content. To be clear, I held this view of the media landscape prior to being professionally misrepresented by those who view communicating with more than 280 characters as evidence of being obsessed and unhinged. It made it more real for me, but it didn't cause me to see things this way. In this business, the more videos you put out, the more successful you will be. As a company, that's clearly what Linus Media Group has an interest in doing. I'm hoping that Linus will some, somewhat stop doubling down on this and take a step back and go, okay, maybe we are doing too much too fast. Maybe we do need more redundancies to potentially catch these things. But again, I want to speak about my own experience. You may recall that I wrote a long post talking about commentary content on YouTube and how I dislike how many channels, people looking up a news article, reading the news article, regurgitating largely just that news article, and then giving their opinions on top of that, generally about stuff that they know nothing about, stuff that they may have only learned of 15 minutes prior, because that's what's popular. You know, just hammering out as many commentary videos as possible about any topic you happen to read on Twitter, read about on Twitter, and how I worry that that has the potential to greatly misinform heaps of people, because these people clearly aren't doing their due diligence. It's just a matter of releasing as many videos as possible. And I pointed all this out to say that I don't want to fall into this trap myself with my own commentary content, where I don't want to just look up what is the popular thing and make a video on that simply because it's popular, not because I, rather than as I try to, because I already know something about it or have some expertise, I have some interest in the thing and I can do my research before I ever start talking. Because obviously in this, for example, I, it directly relates to me because I am a YouTuber who has expanded fairly recently, in fact, making more channels. I was somewhat the victim of the same sort of issues that Linus uh, is being accused of right now in terms of they're not doing the due diligence. And of course, I watched everything that uh, Steve from Gamer Nexus released and I listened to everything that Linus said, including the old WAN show, right? And so I feel at least knowledgeable enough to speak on this topic. But obviously now that I've made a second YouTube channel, there will be times where those rambles videos go up and I haven't seen them before. Not very often, mind you, but it does happen. Yeah, but probably like a, a, a couple of times since that channel has happened, because usually they're privated and I'll usually catch them and, and watch them. But I'm not rendering those videos. Every single video on the main channel is sent to me and rendered by me. On the Ramble channel, that's not necessarily the case. Usually they render it, upload it themselves, make the thumbnail for it. I'm involved in the process, but I obviously have a lesser ability to catch errors than I once did when I personally edited <laughs> the Rambles. And that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. For example, at least three times since I had people making my old Rambles into shorts, I've caught shorts that I wouldn't want made. If I was personally doing it, I would not have released them. Because I say to them, make sure they're relevant and not potentially out of date to the degree that they misinform people, right? I, I say this in part so that my own positions currently aren't misrepresented. Because a, a ramble from four years ago, like I may have changed my mind or something and releasing it today would imply that I still have that position, right? But I've caught multiple times these going out. No, no why, why are you doing this? This isn't relevant. This is out of date. Showcasing that I don't have an absolute wall where I can catch errors myself. I will make errors because of how that channel is set up. And that channel is set up in a particular way because I wanted to detract as little as possible from the other work that I do. And it still takes up a considerable amount of my time. But th this is, the, what I'm trying to communicate is the struggle that you have as a person, as a YouTuber, as a business owner, 
where you recognize that the that the more people you bring on, the more things related to you that are done by other people, the greater the chance that errors will occur because you can't personally personally oversee it. But this is ultimately in your best interest to do because it helps you expand faster. If I was rendering every single short, every single video for the Ramble channel as I was for the main channel, that would take up hours additional of my day. I just don't have the time. It is largely why I try to be very selective in what I talk about in my rambles. So if I, if I lack quality controls, at least I'll be talking about something deeply familiar to me, like my blinds or something, as opposed to something that could potentially negatively impact other people's lives if I'm wrong about it. But you're just an entertainer, so accuracy isn't as important. There are clearly topics that I could talk about on my commentary channel that would impact people's lives. Making an error related to GTA 5 on my main channel doesn't particularly matter. If I talk about some weighty political topic and present some politician's position or um, some fact related to, to some social issue or something and I'm wrong, that can impact how people perceive the world, who they vote for, what they do in their lives and da da da. And that can have such ramifications. It's why I try to steer away from those kind of serious topics, again, unless I'm willing to prior to the stream, do some due diligence to make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. To get into tie this back around, these are all the issues that Linus is going through as well, but at a much greater scale. <laughs> to what degree do you value expansion, growth, profit over accuracy, doing your due diligence, potentially not misinforming people rather? I don't like the incentive structures that currently exist in the online space. There should be greater consequences for getting things wrong. Not necessarily being destroyed completely and utterly, but let's face facts. Linus, despite being called out so massively by Steve from Gamers Nexus, if he said nothing and changed nothing, nothing about his business would change. I got DM'd by a person named Joe Schmo asking what my opinion on this was. And uh, what I said to him was, I can't speak for Linus's intentions, but I don't think it really matters what he does. He is too big for something like this to significantly impact him or his business. It rarely impacts anyone. Even I, who saw Linus reference this on the WAN show and listened to the hardware unboxed video, I'm already forgetting details that will fade even more in a week. As long as Linus provides value, he will stick around. Usually it makes sense for a creator to ignore this sort of stuff, guilty or no, but Linus has a show where they speak for hours on effectively everything they can imagine, the WAN show. It would seem really out of place if it wasn't referenced, and I'd be staggered if the chat didn't bait him into speaking on it. I think his original intention wasn't to speak on it on the WAN show. I think in his response, he said he didn't want to give too much attention to it or something. And when I say they referenced it on the WAN show, I'm talking about like the, the previous controversy they were in, which ties into this one, but they all kind of all in together. He's talking about the previous controversy from 10 days ago, not, not the current one. I also said, I don't like a lot of creators, but I like Linus and Luke. I like their attitude towards things, and the WAN show is my go-to background noise. I do think he is wrong here, but I suspect Linus sees much of what has happened as understandable mistakes. He would therefore expect that his relationships with these other creators would have meant they would give him more credit, that they know him and should trust that these are outliers or things that they are working to improve. The inaccuracies pale in comparison to selling off a company's prototype. I didn't mention that specifically, but that water block that they used on the wrong device, they auctioned it off for charity at their convention, apparently by mistake. But that too would just be a mistake in terms of communication or the wrong person not getting a memo or whatever. It, it's, it all ties together as far as I'm concerned. A mistake in a graphic on a video is the same sort of process that can lead to a mistake in terms of communication leading to someone getting auctioned off, you know? When you're doing a convention, there's like thousands of moving parts. Dawn of the next day. The Linus Tech Tips team has released a statement about 
all the criticisms that were recently lobbied against them as a company and Linus as an individual. It's 21 minutes and involves like a lot of the head honchos at the company who uh, have leadership positions all saying, yeah, we acknowledge we fucked up and that we've been taken on too much and that our procedures are not necessarily the best right now and we'll improve them. Basically what you'd expect the statement would be if they were going to make a statement at all, right? It's got a huge amount of dislikes though. As you can see, it hasn't made everyone happy. But ultimately, I'm not sure what else they could have done but been saying like, yo, we fucked up, we're sorry, we'll do better. There's 38,000 comments, okay. Well, one of the things not acknowledged in this video is a Twitter thread by this person named Madison. So this Madison apparently got hired because they did a build video where she won some prize and people loved her and wanted her to be hired because she was so great. So when she was just gone, basically everyone questioned where she was. Oh, I see. Holy shit, this video got her hired and it has 12 million views. It starts with, to stop the speculation and DMs I am receiving, I chose to quit my role at LTT, Linus Tech Tips, because it and the working environment I was facing were ruining my mental health. The number of daily items the social media role at the time was expected to fill was incredibly high. So I read all the tweets, and it was so much that it was actually hard to remember all the accusations by the end of it, so I did have a summary made for me. So Madison's allegations are as follows. Misunderstandings of assertiveness. Madison claims she was labeled bossy when she was attempting to be assertive as requested. Accusations of arguing. Madison mentions being accused of arguing when she was merely expressing her viewpoint. Derogatory comments. Madison faced derogatory comments and language. She cited specific phrases such as calm your tits and stop being a bitch. Misinformation. Madison was deliberately given false information, which she learned about through co-workers who overheard the correct details. Micromanagement. The company had a system of distrust and micromanagement, especially with their work-for-home procedures. Unfair treatment of sick days. Madison was criticized for taking her entitled sick days. Mental health. Madison suffered mentally due to the work environment, culminating in her intentionally injuring herself as an escape. Dismissal by management. Madison felt dismissed and belittled by management, even when she expressed her struggles. Sexual harassment and misconduct. Madison was questioned about her sex life and her boyfriends. She also mentions being suggested to ease out issues with co-workers by dating them, being asked to perform sexually suggestive actions, and receiving derogatory comments about her appearance. Financial issues with sponsorships. Madison felt restricted in her dealings with sponsors and believed the company was taking unfair cuts from her earnings. Professional degradation. Madison alleges a co-worker undermined her professional abilities, suggesting she only used humor to mask her lack of skills. Misrepresentation of internal processes. Madison felt that the company's portrayal of its internal processes, including HR practices, were misleading. Inadequate workspace. Madison felt unsafe and requested a mirror to see behind her due to an incident. Her request was delayed. Madison's requests for better equipment, like additional RAM for her computer, were delayed or denied. She was also denied a $15 notebook, which she wanted to improve her time management skills. Miscommunication and deception. Madison felt deceived in meetings with higher ups, with evidence suggesting that there were efforts to make her look bad. Trivializing social media work. Madison was asked to work during weekends without appropriate acknowledgement, implying that social media isn't a real job. Again, these are just allegations, but it's a lot for a person just to manufacture that out of thin air. And it just goes on, like this is a really long post. I recommend reading it if you want to know all the details. It's pretty damning, but it's damning in the way where it's like, this is just one person's statement, you know, as to how things are, but it clearly resonated with people. And I think this may be in a large part what caused a lot of the dislikes. She also touches on a lot of abuse and harassment. Yeah, it's it's long. The problem is, it is one person making these statements, right? There's no proof necessarily of this. It's just, I, I don't know what to say to her, right? Bottom line, I think the statement in the YouTube video was fine, but without addressing this, um, and some small little quirks throughout here, like a, a handful of 
off-the-cuff jokes that potentially rub people the wrong way. Clearly, the reception to this hasn't been super positive. There are 4,651 comments that speak specifically about Madison. A lot of them are just her name. Madison, Madison, Madison. Justice for Madison, justice for Madison. There's clearly some campaign going on here to get some attention. It would be strange if her statements weren't addressed in the WAN show. I'd be very interested to see what he would have to say. But yeah, obviously, given this many comments, a lot of these dislikes are because they didn't explicitly address this. And I wonder why? Like, why wouldn't they address this? Maybe, maybe they felt like it didn't get enough traction. I mean, it has 3.2 million views on Twitter, but that's not that much. In the sense that a view is someone just scrolling by. And it has 30,000 likes. The tweet was very recent. I think it came out before the video. It's possible that it didn't get enough traction before the video was finalized. There was like four hours between, yeah. Oh, true. There was some outrage that the video originally had ads on it. We've heard the feedback from our community and from our team internally and monetization has been turned off for this video. When Gamers Nexus released their video uh, on Linus, they turned off monetization because they didn't want to profit from it. I'd be surprised if there was an explicit decision to have monetization on this video, because obviously that's just a bad look. Potentially it was just the defaults and no one really thought about it, you know? They already plugged their own merch store in it. I thought a lot of the references were just jokes. Like at the end. Destructive feedback. Thank you for all for holding us accountable. I feel ready for the challenge. And ready for this message from our sponsor. <laughs> just kidding, again. Yeah. But Dbrand did offer. It's a recurring gag in their content that they have so many throwaways to sponsors and that they always fit in a sponsor regardless of the situation. And I guess they just thought that it would humanize the situation or whatever by making such references again. The video was a hard watch in part because like half the people in it are not traditionally on camera. So a lot of the delivery was kind of like dispassionate and obviously reading from a script. If you want to come off as genuine and apologetic, you want to speak from the heart you know, even if your words will not necessarily be the best, you want to just be speaking. Also, it's like, it sounds like you're being, you're being forced to read a, uh, an apology with a gun to your head or something, right? Did I feel the apology video was satisfactory? That it didn't address the Madison thing uh, is probably my only major complaint about it because I'm not sure what else they could have done. An apology doesn't matter as much as like actual actions to resolve issues. They lost like 7,000 float plane subs. Oh shit. And those are paid subs, right? And those are some of the most dedicated fans. But I suppose them being the most dedicated, they are the people who are most likely to care about these issues. I guess there's two groups of people that we most likely to leave over this. The people who are already on the way out, like barely watched already, tired of the content. And they're like, well, this is just the push I needed to get out the door. Like when I had my drama with Charlie, they were, I read comments like that. Like, I haven't watched you in ages, man, but this is the push I needed. And they went. And then there's the people who are most dedicated. Like they, they wrapped up their identity in some way in the Linus Tech Tips brand and with the people. And finding out that they've done some things wrong could impact them more strongly emotionally. And they would want to cut ties, believing their support to be unwarranted, right? But for the vast majority of people, they will not know or care about this drama. How many videos does the channel have? Like thousands, right? And multiple channels. It doesn't matter how far Steve's, uh, how far the reach of this apology or Steve's video is or whatever. I don't think it's gonna really push the needle. I could be wrong. They have 6,568 videos just on the main channel. All being pushed in the algorithm, finding new audiences for Linus Tech Tips. A week from now, 
is not gonna matter. As I say, an apology doesn't solve or fix anything. It just, it can communicate that, you know, you're, you're sincere, you acknowledge the problems, and then it just becomes a question of whether or not changes will happen in the future that fix the problems. But as I said before, the vast majority of people didn't notice these problems anyway, right? Even if they changed their procedures, so there was no problems with graphs, no more errors, communication with people they work with is far better. Maybe even the work culture is better. Let's say they change that for Madison, right? That's probably not going to be visible to a viewer. Whether they do something or do nothing will probably look about the same. And so I think anyone who wants to keep watching Linus Tech Tips because they believe it gives them value, they will keep doing so, you know? They will go, well, this apology is fine. And we'll move on. In the same way that I still like the WAN show, there is very little that could come out that would potentially stop me from watching it, you know? I honestly stopped watching a little bit when I have my little drama with Linus and Luke, because it made me uncomfortable, right? If something doesn't personally affect you in terms of your ability to get value from the content, you're unlikely gonna change your consumption habits. The apology video also didn't acknowledge many of the data issues that Steve at Games Nexus pointed out, which to me is a bigger sin. Didn't they though? I don't think they explicitly acknowledged certain things. Well, they, no, they did. At one point in time, they talked about how Sometimes they'd make corrections with graphs and they literally wouldn't get pushed out. And this is obviously a problem. And they miss other stuff as well. I didn't think they tried to run down the list of everything that's been pointed out to them, more just broadly cover like, hey, yeah, our procedures aren't the best. I'll keep bringing it back to you though. In the same way that Charlie released a video to two million people that was factually incorrect on basically everything and it changed nothing about his life, the same thing will happen with Linus Tech Tips. Some people are just too big to fail and especially for audiences who can't even recognize mistakes when they happen, it's not gonna matter. Linus will not talk about Madison according to her end notes. At the end here, she says, when I left, I was told that they would announce I parted ways from the company on Wancho. I said no, unless they make sure they clearly state that I quit. They never mentioned it on Wancho. I mean, surely they have to talk about it now, right? I mean, if they believe they have a way to defend themselves, surely Madison talking about this publicly to this degree would give them leeway to do that, right? Another small update from Colin, who previously worked at Linus Tech Tips. He gives his take on both Steve and Madison's claims. Selling the prototype has an element of Occam's razor isn't excusable either. I think he means Hanlon's razor, which is never a tribute to malice. What can be explained by stupidity? Madison's posts today are in line with what I remember hearing back when we were colleagues, and it makes me mad. I can say that I talk to Madison often about the hardships she faced while employed at Linus Media Group, and I also helped her find that next job to get out. I'm not her, so what she has to say is just hearsay, because I don't have a first-person account of much of anything in that post, but that said, the story as she's told it in the post today is as I remember it back then. Which just confirms at least that she's not just making this up because people are dogpiling on Linus. If this guy is saying that, yeah, I heard a lot of this same sort of stuff back then, it doesn't absolutely confirm that it's true, but it does confirm that it isn't being pulled out of thin air. So further updates, it turns out that there was a leaked recording from a mandatory meeting that occurred after Madison's departure from Linus Media Group, or Linus Tech Tips, whatever you want to call it. All this leaked audio largely says to me is that people at the company were aware that Madison had some issues, there were some disagreements, some things that happened. It doesn't tell us if they knew about the stuff that Madison talked about in her tweets. It just tells us that, well, they knew something was up with Madison leaving. Madison then tweeted out that she heard this recording that was posted on Reddit, and she says, I've heard that HR meeting recording, and please note how all the allegations that the management heard are referred to as drama. 
Imagine how you would feel trying to say anything when that is the exact response you'd be given. In that recording, you will hear someone make inappropriate jokes. You will hear the situation be belittled. You will also hear that there is an internal want for you to go directly to whoever wronged you and have a one-on-one -on -one chat, removing any sort of HR interference. Imagine someone calls you dog shit and the response you get is, oh, no, go talk to them about it. But it keeps happening and there is no record of it because you were instructed to go talk to them, not HR, who also just so happened to be an active owner of the company. That is certainly one interpretation of what was said there. The last bit of this story is that Linus Tech Tips, the company at least, has acknowledged on their Twitter Madison's tweets. We are taking Madison's allegations seriously. We are conducting an internal assessment alongside bringing in a third-party investigator to look at the allegations. We are committed to publishing the findings and implementing any corrective actions that may arise due to this. Thank you for your patience and please allow us the time necessary to be as thorough as possible in this investigation. In addition to our existing report systems, both anonymous and otherwise, we've proactively reached out internally today to encourage our team members to report any workplace bullying or harassment they might be experiencing so we can take quick and decisive action. These allegations do not align with our company's ethics or the values we preach internally. We aim to provide inclusive work environments where everyone can feel comfortable and, more importantly, safe. At the end of the day, what Madison has said here are allegations, as damning as they seem to be. The leaked audio does seem to suggest that, you know, there was some awareness of something going on, we just don't know to what degree. One thing that Linus did say in that leaked audio is that obviously one party can be held to ethical and legal standards that the other party is not. In other words, even if a lot of what Madison's saying is untrue, it's questionable how much that Linus or his company would be able to directly refute what she's saying. Like, even if much of what Madison says could be construed as um, a misunderstanding or maybe even just factually in inaccurate in some way, it's questionable to what degree they'd be able to prove that necessarily. So we're left kind of in the situation where it's like, irrespective of what went on, Madison will always come off as looking like the more believable person in this scenario. Like it's hard to just dismiss what she's saying in her tweets, even though at the end of the day, they are just allegations. I'm a person who likes to hold back and wait for firm evidence before believing things, because I have been caught, as we all have in the past, believing things too readily. But it's hard in this case. Things look bad. It's hard to believe there was no wrongdoing on the part of Linus, his team, the company as a whole, especially if you take all the drama as totality, because obviously a lot of the claims that Steve made about the less than perfect processes at the company in regards to the information that they put out on the, in their videos, um, that, that's obviously substantiated. That is certainly true. It's merely the workplace culture and issues with the company behind closed doors that we're not likely going to get a glimpse at, irrespective of whether what Madison says is true or false. And that sucks. That we will never have the full story. We just have to hope that there is some silver lining to this, that things get better for everyone involved. And yeah, I guess that's my thoughts. I wish you all the best. Bye-bye. Boop.